Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is a board-certified dermatologist and the CEO and founder of her dermatology practice. She combines state-of-the-art treatments with medical-grade skincare products to help patients achieve healthy, beautiful skin at any age. Since 2007, she's been helping thousands of people feel confident in their own skin. Please welcome Dr. Mona Foad of Mona Dermatology. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. On, On a Monday... This is like the last, the last piece of my Monday. It's the best piece of my Monday. I love recording on Mondays because it's like I have something to look forward to all day and like help me get through the day. Yeah. Well, we are just, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to share all kinds of things with you. So ask me whatever you want. I'm going to. Yeah. I think this is a really important conversation to have. Taking care of our skin, the largest organ in our body, so important. And I... I think in the last eight years or so, I'm 33 now. So like around my like mid to later 20s, there was like a light bulb that went off almost that was like, maybe I shouldn't sleep in my makeup every night. (laughs) And maybe I should think about wearing sunscreen, like not just when I'm in the sun. You know, I I don't know what it was. I was like, I just was like, I got to start thinking about this. But and so I I think I'm I'm a lot better than I was. And I've, I've done some damage in my youth for sure. And I could probably be doing some things better. So I think these conversations are important. And not just to, to like scare people into it. Because I know for me, sometimes I'm like, ignorance is bliss, right? Like maybe if I don't think about different types of skincare, I could be skin cancer, I could be getting, then maybe it won't happen. Like that, we need to like, you know, get rid of that kind of stigma and just be more about education. So I'm really happy for you to come on. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because I remember when I was in my mid-30s, I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, I need to do something. (laughs) So it's kind of like the same thing, right? Where you're younger, you're like, I'm invincible. Mm -hmm. I'm awesome. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden you look and you're like, wait, why does my skin look dull? It shouldn't look like this. Right. And so that's really, for me, was one of the reasons I got a little bit more into medical grade skincare Mm -hmm. was just to see like, well, what is it just skincare wise that we can do? Yeah. And then that, you know, has evolved, obviously. But I so echo your feeling is just looking in the mirror and being like, hold on, I need to look at this further. Right. And I think especially now there's such an emphasis on your skincare routine and like what products you're using. And it can be really easy to get overwhelmed of this, you know, bathroom shelf of a million things and you're spending a lot of money and you don't know, like, is this even working? What am I doing? Should I keep putting this eye cream on? And so when I started using kind of like medical grade skincare products too, and I really immediately started to know the difference. I'm like, I can get rid of all the other like crap And just like focus on some like key, like a moisturizer, a a night cream, a a vitamin C, you know, just like keep it simple. But the products are, we know, like actually working. Right. Well, and honestly, you're right. It's so overwhelming. Like whether you go into the drugstore or you go into Sephora or you go into the department store or frankly online now, there's so many things and younger people are so much more interested in things. And and I would say one of the things I would like people just to listen to is look at your sources. Not everything that you read on the internet is correct. You know, I mean, it's (laughs) like you read it and you're like, well, of course I should be using this. Well, this Instagram ad says I'm going to get glowing skin overnight. Right. (laughs) I have to do this, right? Like I should be putting egg whites on my face, but... 
You know, I think that to I did know- have an egg white wash, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jap- It was like some like Korean skincare. It was like an egg white foaming wash. <laughs> but it was probably freeze-dried and free of salmonella. Who, who so knows? it was probably fine. Who knows what it was? <laughs> but but I do think that to know kind of where like what source you should be listening mm-hmm. to, frankly. And then to your point, do you need 10 million things yeah. or are there, is there a way for you to simplify what you're using and actually get good results? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, I want to get into all of that. I want to talk about yeah. sunscreen and skincare and self exams. That's something I, I think I could be way better at, but before we get into the good stuff, how did you get into this career? Why did you want to go into dermatology? So that's a great question. Um, so I was in medical school Mm -hmm. and I had one of my friends in medical school actually said, you know, why don't you look into dermatology? And so I ended up doing a rotation and I fell in love with it because I love the fact that I could see Mm. the process and it was almost like I was an investigator, right? And I could see something and investigate. I love the fact that I could treat all ages, Mm -hmm. right? And that is one of the my favorite things in my practice is being able to treat the child, the mom, the grandmother, like having a generation of people um, in my practice, which is really, really nice. Um, I love the fact that it's being able to um, do things that are procedure based Mm -hmm. as well as just medical. So Mm -hmm. I can kind of mix all of that together. Um, But I, I'm very lucky. I love what I do. Um, I came back to Cincinnati in Mm -hmm. order to work here because I'm originally from Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. And I was in a medical practice and I had all these patients asking me, you know, about not just their medical concerns, but their aesthetic concerns. Mm. And so at the time in the medical practice, I kind of looked around and I was like, well, who can I send them to? Because we didn't do as many aesthetics. And and what I actually realized was that in Cincinnati, there was kind of this hole, Mm -hmm. right? So most people had their aesthetic concerns addressed by plastic surgeons, which is great because they're great surgeons, but they don't necessarily focus so much on their skincare. And frankly, they're not maybe as focused on non-invasive options. And a lot of people are looking for those non-invasive options. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So a lot of people are looking for them now. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. So, oh, it's okay. I'm holding it. Um, And so I had the opportunity to open my own practice in 2007. And so when I opened that, I knew that I wanted to be able to address the whole patient. Yeah. I wanted to be able to address them medically as well as aesthetically and kind of address all of that together. I think that's a great idea because I know like I have... A, a practice that I go to just for my Botox, for my hydrofacials, whatever. But then, like, I, I had a weird, like, skin thing going on. And I can ask them, like, what they think. But they don't really know, right? And I was like, oh, that would have been great, actually, if it was, like, a one-stop shop, right? That I could be like, this weird rash thing is coming up. What's going on? And also, can you shoot up my brow for me? Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even just, like, today, I had a lady who'd come in for something. Um, she was having some filler done. But at the same time, I noticed that she had a funny-looking mole on the side of her cheek. Oh. So I can address that right yeah. then and there. So I think it's really and, – and we do have a lot of people, frankly, who see us – let's say for just medical concerns Mm -hmm. and then they transition over or they see us for cosmetic concerns and then they transition over medically. But to be Mm -hmm. able to address them both, I feel like you're addressing the whole patient as one. Yeah. So at, at Mona Dermatology, you'll do things like filler, Botox. Um, do you do like facials and that type of thing or, or what kind of services do you offer? I guess is just a better question. Well, and what I'll do is I'll actually back up a little bit. So when I opened, Like I said, I knew I wanted to incorporate some of the aesthetic services because my patients were asking for that anyway. Yeah. And so I opened and I hired an esthetician so that I could have somebody who could do the skincare component and do the peels and the facials Mm. at the same time as we were doing the medical. And so we slowly started to grow. And we started doing, you know, more services and we added providers and added technology. And so then we ended up growing our own practice. And so, you know, in terms of what we do, obviously we do all of the medical, meaning we 
address ages like infant up to 90 plus year olds. We mm. do skin cancers, acne, rashes, okay. psoriasis, yep. all yep. of those things. And we will never lose that because I just think it's it's very important to be able to treat our medical patients. Yeah. At the same time, we do Botox, fillers, um, Kybella. We mm. do all types of injectables. We just actually introduced Quo, which is a new injectable for cellulite, which just what? launched. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about this. Yep. Because you've heard forever and ever, there's nothing you can do about cellulite. There's nothing you can do about cellulite. Right. So this, yeah, this actually just launched, it was in April and we were one of the first offices in the city and it's an injectable that dissolves the fibrous band that holds down. So cellulite basically is like, um, if you think of a layer of fat and then you think of this little band that kind of pulls down the top of the skin in between the fat. So that's what your dimple is. So if you can dissolve that fibrous band, then you kind of get rid of the dimple. Wow. Right. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's going to be popular. Yeah. So for it's, sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, and women, of course, unfortunately, we get more cellulite than men. Yeah. Men don't get it. They just genetically don't get it as much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where, do, like, how... Is it is it specifically for a, a part of the body, or it can be it can be used anywhere? Well, it's FDA approved for the buttock, but they okay. are looking at it for areas like the thighs. Okay, okay, so mostly like leg area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes but, sense. Wow. You know, we'll see. The future. Derma- dermatologists like-, like to look at something and potentially use it in other areas as well. Right. Right. So. Right. Right. Because Botox is what is Botox approved. So Botox is approved for like treating your 11s, your forehead, your crow's feet, Um, but we use it all over. Right. I've heard people use it in their jaw for like, Mm -hmm. um, what's it called? For TMJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had that done. So if you clench your jaw, it's amazing. It helps to like prevent you from clenching your jaw. So you can do it in your masseter, you do it on your chin, you can do it along your jawline. I mean, obviously, we can use it for migraines. Mm-hmm. Um, we can use it for excess sweating. Oh, so I they're actually looking even at using it Botox for helping with scars. So the the future of like cosmetics, like we're all just going to be looking amazing for many years to come. Where we are now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I think it's interesting that you say that because I feel like what I'm seeing more and more is people are looking at how they can prevent aging. Yes, right, right, totally. So instead of, and in my age group, I'm 51, and in my age group, we want to do things, Mm -hmm. but my age group doesn't like to talk about doing things, Mm, right? Yeah. Whereas as we get younger, the younger people more are like, well, of course I'm going to do it. It's my right to do it. Yeah. Of course I should be doing Botox because it's going to help prevent that wrinkle. Right. That's why I started getting Botox in my late 20s. I'm like, this is preventative. Right. I'm not going to make that furrow over and over again in my forehead. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And so I think that there's this whole concept of what's called Mm pre-rejuvenation. So what can we do to prevent our aging, right? And whether that's your skincare or whether that's your procedures that you do. And there's so many non-invasive things that can be done that can really help. Um, And I think in doing little things along the way make a bigger difference than all of a sudden coming in and being like... I need a face. I need to lift my face off my bone and pull it back. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That seems extreme, but also I won't count it out. Um, what, what are people coming in to see you for like the most when it comes to cosmetic stuff? Right. So I would say Botox is probably one of our most popular treatments because guess what? It's not very painful. It doesn't take a long time and you get immediate results. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like, well, welcome to the dark side. You can't stop. (laughs) Because once you do it, you're like, why wouldn't I do this? You can't stop. This is great. Yeah. And actually it helps with headaches. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, and it lasts about three to four months. Yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck. You do. You really do. I have a lot of people that will ask, like, naturally, like, what do you do for your skincare? And I'm like, yes, I, I use these great products. I use Skin Better. Uh-huh. Oh, I yeah. use Skin, Skin Better. Skin is a good line. And, but, but I'm like, but really, if you're, like, looking for a really great fix, solution, whatever, like, just get Botox. Like skip buying all the products on your shelf, like the masks, whatever, like just skip Botox. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about it, how does Botox work? 
freezes right? the muscle. Exactly. So if you can't make the frown, all of a sudden, not just are you stopping that line from forming, you're helping to treat the line. So you're right. preventing it as well as treating the line. So yeah. no, it's, it's magic. I love it so much. Well, <laughs> so do you want to hear the history of it? I would love to hear the history okay. of Botox. Because I, because I remember I was in a lecture and I was listening to Gene Carruthers. So the Carruthers are these physicians in Canada who were really the pioneers of Botox mm. in a way. So she was using it, Gene Carruthers was using it to help treat um, strabismus, which is a condition with the eye, uh-huh. all right? And her husband is a dermatologist, Alastair Carruthers, and he was treating kind of those wrinkles with fillers, the ones in between your eyes. Okay. So she was having, you know, all ages come in. It wasn't approved for cosmetic use at that time. And so she um, was treating patients, and then a patient came in one day and was like, you know, um, when she does my Botox for my eyes, this wrinkle goes away. So it was like this light bulb that went off. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm using it to treat your strabismus, but I'm actually helping to treat your wrinkles in your forehead. And who doesn't want to treat the wrinkles? Well, I mean, wasn't that so cool? It was kind of like this oops finding. Yeah. No, that is really great. Yeah. So a lot of people Botox. What else? What else are people getting? So I'd getting? say Botox is probably our most popular, and then we do a lot of IPL, which is intense pulse light. That's like a broadband light. Okay. Right. So I've had it called like BBL. Yep. So like a BBL. Love that. Yep. That so, was one. Of, that was my favorite thing I've ever done. Yep. Well, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Your skin looks so bright and tight. Right. It's just amazing. You come in, we put a little ultrasound gel on you. There's this bright light and little rubber band snap. Yep. A few days later, your brown spots pop up yep. and they just peel off. Right. No, yeah. It's just like kind of like coffee grounds flaking yep. off. Yep. What is happening to the skin with that? Like, how is it happening? Well, so IPL is a, it's a light and so it uses filters to actually cut out certain wavelengths. So you're trying to isolate the wavelength that treats pigment or brown spots okay, yep. and the wavelength that treats redness. So we okay. use it a lot for rosacea too. Yep. So the most common sign of aging is photo damage, which is brown and red, uh-huh, right? Okay. So if you have something that's non-invasive that can help you get rid of those brown and red discoloration, well, then all of a sudden your skin looks younger. It, yeah, it truly does. Yeah. That is my, that's my part, my favorite. Yes. Well, um, okay. So I have a question while we're on this like topic of cosmetic stuff. What is what is everyone doing that their eyes are like kind of like pulled back <laughs> and everyone it kind of looks has the same eye look? Is I it, see it is a lot it, on Instagram. Is it the thread lifts? It, that's what it is. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> so thread lifts are awesome. We've been actually doing thread lifts for a number of years and they're sutures that go under the skin. All right. And so you you're not, you, you don't see them. See them. Yeah. No. So they're, they're barbed sutures. There's different kinds. And there's, we use Nova threads. We used to use InstaLift, but they're a little barb suture. And basically you slide it under the skin okay. and you pull the skin up and it catches on the barbs. And so it helps give you that immediate lift. Okay. It also helps to build some collagen. Oh. So it's really great for somebody who wants to see something like right mm-hmm. now, because, you know, we're this, we're a society instant. of instant gratification. Yep. Um, and so we do it a lot for eye lifts. You can do it to help lift the jawline, the neck. Wow. So there's lots of different ways that you can actually lift. How um, long does it last? So it should last about eight to 12 months. Oh, okay. Um, I'd say eight, maybe eight if you're a little bit more active. Okay. But it's a great treatment. And we have had people actually tell us that they do that more now than fillers overseas. Yeah. So in like Asia, they're doing a lot more thread lifts than yeah. fillers. Yeah. I can see, I can see why it would be a little bit more appealing because it's, it's just like, it's still your own face mm-hmm. and structure. You're just kind of like, everyone just wants that like to be pulled back. Right. Well, and I will say this. So I think with fillers, if you have fillers done the right way, mm-hmm. They actually should not be placed in the middle of the face. So Mm. a lot of times you'll have people walking around and they don't really look like themselves. But part of that is where they're placing it. Yeah. So when you're aging, part of what you're aging is you're aging in your temples and you're aging kind of on that side of your face and everything's falling forward. Yes. So if you can do something to pull back and up... 
So even if you do fillers in those areas and not put them in the middle of your face, that actually will make it still look like your face yeah. and doesn't make you look like you're somebody right. else. Well, I, I think, yeah, filler gets a bad rap now because everyone's seen it done really yeah. terribly. And so they think like, oh my God, that could happen to me when I'm like, no, the best kind of work is when you don't know there's any work. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, it can happen. Right. Uh, does that, does the lift hurt when you're like, Get putting the sutures in there? Is it painful? So it doesn't, it can be a little pinchy in yeah. certain areas. The The brow tends to be a little bit more um, uncomfortable, I'd say, than along the jawline mm. and along the neck. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of feel the thread for a few days, but then it just goes away. Yeah. Yeah. You get used to it. Do, do you work in a way that someone could could come in and say, like, maybe they don't know about these procedures, right? And they're like, yeah. okay, this is like what I want to achieve. Or like, mm-hmm. this is how I want to look. And then you could say, like, okay, well, we need to maybe do some filler here. Maybe we need to do a threat here. Like, does that help? Right. So absolutely, you have to look at the aging face and you have to look at the person and kind of come up with a plan. Mm. And it's not a just one stop fits all. Yeah. So I think that when somebody comes in and they just think I'm going to do one thing, well, sometimes you need a combination of things. Yeah, to and achieve the result you want. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. so it's really looking at what they want as an outcome, the downtime that they're willing to have. So there's some things that have no downtime and there's other things that have some downtime. Mm-hmm. And then obviously then the cost becomes a factor. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite service? Gosh. Like, like the I love so many things. You I, can name a few. I'll I, that. I know. I mean... I think Botox is great just like for all the reasons that we mentioned. Yep. I really like procedures that help you build your own collagen and help you tighten your own skin. And so whether that's doing like an ultrasound, one of our newer treatments actually is an ultrasound tightening called Softwave. And it helps to tighten the skin, which, you know, I think fillers are great. Threads are great. And I think those are fantastic for the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. But if there's something that you can do that can actually help tighten your own skin, I really love those types of yeah. procedures. Yeah. Um, I love PRP. PRP is platelet-rich plasma. So PRP is, it's basically your own blood, uh-huh. right? So there's in your, your platelet-rich plasma is a collection of growth factors, basically. So let's say we draw your blood, we spin it down, the red blood cells fall to the bottom, Mm -hmm. and then you have this golden serum, which has your platelet-rich plasma. So it's this collection of growth factors that when you inject it back into your skin, helps your skin actually rebuild itself in whatever you're injecting. Wow. So they've used it in sports medicine for years. Um, and we use it a lot in dermatology for hair loss. We use it for rejuvenation. So I like that because it's your own body again, yeah, helping yeah. to build itself. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool. What, who is that good for? Like what type of patient? Um, so like I said, if you have, there's a lot of women with hair loss or mm. men with hair loss, it's good for that. Yeah. Um, if you have acne scarring, if you're trying to do just general skin rejuvenation, mm-hmm. they use it actually even in like um, vaginal rejuvenation. Oh, you can yeah. use it in any type of procedure that you could also add it on to. So for example, let's say you came in for a laser procedure. Uh-huh. We could add it to your oh. laser procedure to help your skin heal faster too. Wow. Okay. That's so, so I think that's cool. Just technology wise because it's your own body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, we have, I love cool sculpting is really cool. Oh yeah. Um, there's so many things that we do. I mean, I love all our lasers. Um, we just, we have so many different things. Yeah. It, I love the fact, frankly, that you can There's come so many in. options. Oh my God. Right. There's and so I many. could, and I could say, you know what? We could do this, this, and this. Oh, you don't want to do that? Okay, no problem. How about this? Lots of options. I love the fact that we have options. Yeah. But we've also been doing this for a long time. Right. So I opened my practice in 2007. And like I said, we started growing. Mm-hmm. And so over that time, like we've been able to add something new like almost every year so Mm. that we can offer patients those options. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So I have a lot of listeners that vary in ages. Yeah. I have like college age all the way through like women in their 50s and beyond. What, if you can tell us kind of like by decade, what Uh do we need to be doing 
Or what do we need to be taking into consideration with our skin? Like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Okay, perfect. So I was thinking about that earlier. And I think it's really important to actually break down aging yes. into extrinsic aging and intrinsic aging. Okay, perfect. Okay. That's what I want to hear. So extrinsic aging, oh, sorry. <laughs> extrinsic aging are things that are the environment due to you. Uh-huh. Okay, so they're outside forces. Yep. So things like ultraviolet light or sun exposure, uh-huh. infrared, blue light, pollution, yep. right? All those things can age your skin. Your intrinsic aging are just like your aging. Right. Right? So what happens to your own cells, right? Right. Like what is that aging process? Yeah. So when we think of extrinsic aging, the the most common thing obviously is like sun damage. Yeah. Right? So the best thing to do, honestly, to start out is your sunscreen. Yeah. Just wear sunscreen. Wear your sunscreen. Yeah. But not just any sunscreen, Mm -hmm. right? So you definitely want to make sure that you're using a broad spectrum sunscreen that covers your UVA and your UVB. Uh Uh-huh. So UVA rays actually are your aging rays. Okay. That's what I call them. They go a little bit deeper in the skin. Okay. And they can cause more damage. Your UVB rays are your burning rays. Right? Okay. So when people look at sunscreen, they get really caught up in SPF. Yeah, They're right. Like, well, that's I like need an one. SPF 100. Right, that's the one measurement. Yeah. Right, but SPF only measures UVB. So SPF basically measures your ability to burn or not burn. So, for example, uh-huh. if you had an SPF 30, that means you could be out 30 times longer before you get burned. Yeah, I'm right? sorry that keeps falling oh, no, for you. Oh, <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I'll just move it back up. Yeah. Um, so... If you have a SPF of 100, well, technically you could be out 100 times longer, but you're not going to be out 100 times longer because no. it will wear off. Right. But it's not necessarily measuring your UVA rays. So that's why several years ago, the FDA actually changed sunscreen rulings. And it says you have to be able to say that you're bod spectrum so that you can cover both UVA and UVB. Yes. Okay. Right? Yep. Yep. So I use a mineral sunscreen yes. on my face. And I've been trying to find a mineral sunscreen for my body. And I've gone through like three different brands. Yeah. And I can't find anything I like because it's chalky and it doesn't rub in well. Mm -hmm. And it just like sits on, well, I guess that's the point, right? It is kind of like sitting on top of your skin because chemical sunscreen then is like getting into your skin. Yeah. and, And I've been trying to stay away from that. Right. But do you have any good body Mineral sunscreen recommendations? Yeah, so, right. So mineral sunscreens are things like zinc oxide yep. and titanium dioxide. So yep. you think of like the, um, what do they call it? The lifeguard that has the white on their nose, right? right? So nobody wants to look like a white, no. like with white on their nose. No. Like I know there's, I have some sunscreens that are like that. And even my 15 year old is like, I will not wear that. Yeah. And they can, they can make the face ones fine. Like the face ones I have, I, what do I have? Elta MD? Yeah. Elta. Elta is actually fantastic. I love that for the face. Yeah. And it goes on, it it rubs in, it's it's Mm -hmm. not chalky, it has like a little skin matching tone. It's great. I'm like, Mm -hmm. can they do that for the body? Well, they have a 30. Do they have a body one? Yeah, they have a body one and they have a sport one that's for body. Okay. And so it just might be finding that. But Elta MD is an amazing sunscreen. They have a lot of really good mineral based Mm -hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, another really good sunscreen is Color Science. Color Science. Yeah, Color okay. Science makes a fantastic mineral sunscreen for the face. They also have one for the body, but it is tinted, so some yeah. people might not like that. Yeah. And they also have a brush-on sunscreen, which is really awesome for after you've already put your makeup on. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say, for example, you've already done your makeup. Well, you don't want to then get your other sunscreen out. No, you so can't. So the brush-on is really nice because you can just brush it on. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay, I'm going to have to, like, write those write those brands down because yeah. I need to be thinking about it. Okay, so you're saying you got to wear the sunscreen. So I'd say especially when you're younger, and we're so much better now yes. than we used to be. Oh, my God. I, like I said, I would, I would be in the sun nonstop in the summer. Never wore sunscreen. Right. I would go to a tanning bed. Oh, God. I know. Mona, but, I know. But that's, but that's what but everybody that, did. That's what everyone did. Right. I don't know how. Well, people had tanning beds in their houses. Why didn't anyone tell us? I know. They actually had them, like, right? In their, like, in their house. And I they would just, get... like, what, like, I look back at pictures of high school. Like, you would say, like, oh, I'm going tanning for a dance, right? Well, then you would, like, still keep tanning long after the dance was over. Yep. And we were all just this, like, deep, rich, brown tan color in January in Ohio. Like no one should right. look like that. Right. 
Oh, it was so bad. But we're, okay, yeah, we're better now. Right, we're, yeah, we're and so people are definitely better. <laughs> right, and we're not, but they still have tanning beds. I know. So I know, some people still go on them. Well, and so that's a question I get a lot is, what about spray tans? And I think spray tans are fine. Yeah. Right, they're what, just a dye. Yeah, is there, maybe, there is there some like chemical thing going on? There is, I mean, yeah. I definitely wouldn't want to inhale them. Okay. <laughs> right? But. I mean... I've never had a spray tan. I just feel like it doesn't. I'm my dad's Puerto Rican, so I am naturally a little bit darker. Yeah. So I've been lucky enough to like not have to go down the spray tan route. I'll just be like, this is you know, this is the color. If I'm paler in the more in the winter, then I'm more pale in the winter. But um, I know a lot of people into spray tans. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, and so I think like if they're going to do something, I would rather them probably get a spray tan. Yeah, for sure. Than going to sit in the right. The tanning bed, yeah. Right, exactly. Okay, so so younger, wear the sunscreen, a- anything else? Maybe like tw- the 20s, 30s, what do we need to be thinking right. about? Right, so then I would say, so when you go back to the extrinsic mm-hmm. aging, like I said, so you've got your UV rays, right? You've got the pollution, the infrared. So what could you do to protect your skin at a cellular level? And that's where your antioxidants are going to come in. Oh. Right? So you want something that's actually going to protect your skin so that you don't form free radicals when you get that exposure. Okay. So vitamin Cs have been around a long time. Um, SkinCeuticals has had some really good antioxidants. Mm. But as we evolve and we learn more about antioxidants and we learn more about that kind of environmental damage, then we start thinking about infrared and blue light. And blue um, light is like from the phone and the computer. Correct. Shit. Yeah, correct. Well, and now we're all doing that, we're right? All that, I'm in front of it all the time. Right. We're always in front of it. And even our kids now are constantly in front of it. So <sighs> before you know it now, listen, I don't really know that I'm saying this, but who knows? Maybe blue light will end up being something bigger down the line because right. all our kids are on their phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't get my kids off their phone. I, no, for sure. I can't get myself off the phone. I can't get myself off the phone. And now <laughs> Have I'm you d- ever looked at your screen time? No, I don't do that. That can't be right. I don't do I it. I can't be right. I just don't subject myself to that I just so, don't well but even after like and with COVID like everybody was on on their screen with doing zoom calls and zoom meetings and yeah. everything so yeah so that's a, a bigger thing is there any we can oh can we is there like a screen protector like turn off the the brightness anything or is this just it's coming out no matter what you know that's a good question for technology yeah I'm, I know that you can get the blue light glasses yeah which is I'm helping sure, your eyes I'm sure that there's something that they might maybe they have come out with something I don't know we're all wearing like face shields oh god <laughs> like we just got rid of masks but now it's blue light face shields so we don't <laughs> age our skin <laughs> Well, you know what? There is a product actually, and I'm not making a plug for it, but I just think it's amazing. So Skin Medica came out with a product called Lumavive several years ago, and they studied it in Shanghai and New Delhi, which are the two most polluted cities yeah. in the world. And they had people that work outside use this product, and mm-hmm. it's a system. It's a day system and a night system. Mm-hmm. And the day system is a blend of antioxidants that actually protects your skin from the environmental damage. The night product is something that helps to repair the damage you did during the day by actually boosting your mitochondria so that you have more energy in the cell. So they had people use the day and the night system, and their free radical damage went down significantly. Wow. So I. And they have this product. Yeah, I mean, it's a great product. But I mean, you know, everybody can get it. Yeah. But it's. I think that there are things out there and we are looking more at those mm-hmm. types of things. So I would say in your 20s, 30s, and even for me, like when I started, when I told you the story in the beginning, like what I started with was a good topical vitamin C. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I think using your sunscreen, using a good antioxidant can be really helpful. In addition, using some type of Retin-A or Retinol. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who have acne use Retin-A, but then as they get older, maybe people don't use it. But to be able to use something like a Retin-A or a Retinol is great too. Yeah. Because it helps to get rid of that top layer of your skin where the damage is. Yep. And it also helps to prevent some of your collagen breakdown. Mm-hmm. So that would be another thing that you could add in. Yeah. What about like cleansing? Exfoliating, cleansing. Right. How do you feel? What do we need to be well, doing there? I mean, I would say for sure, like you said, like wash your face every oh, night. Oh gosh, you got to take the makeup right. off. You got to take your makeup yeah. off, right? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, your makeup is just sitting there. It's mm-hmm. actually, it's not allowing your skin to breathe. Yeah. It's, you know, so you got to wash your face. 
In terms of cleansers, I think you just have to pick a cleanser that you like and yeah. that your skin likes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So not every cleanser is good for everybody. Right. So let's say, for example, you have more sensitive skin or you have rosacea. You might have to use a, a more gentle cleanser. Mm, Otherwise, mm-hmm. your skin gets kind of angry. Yeah. Right? On the flip side, could you do something that has a little alpha hydroxy acid in it to help gently exfoliate your skin, right? Especially as you get older. So I think I would say there's so many cleansers out there. You just have to find one that works well with your skin. Yeah. You know, you mentioned rosacea and I'd like to talk about this because I feel like this, a lot of people have it. Mm -hmm. What exactly is it? Like what's happening? Yeah. Right. So rosacea happens when you flush. Okay. Okay, So let's say, for example, some people just are generally more flushers than others. And so what happens is the blood rushes up to their face and they get more flushed and then eventually the blood goes down. But if they keep flushing, they end up with what's called persistent redness. Okay. And I kind of liken rosacea to your girlfriend that you don't want to get angry. Oh, right? Like yeah. we all have that one friend that oh, you yeah. kind of tiptoe around. Yeah. So yeah. rosacea is kind of like that. If you make it a little angry, it gets really angry. Mm. Right? So mm-hmm. use the wrong product or, you know, maybe you, things that aggravated are things like alcohol or stress spicy or foods. spicy foods yeah. or exercise, yep. sun exposure. So you kind of have to be a little bit careful. Or let's say, for example, women, as we go through menopause, like if you have hot flashes, a lot of times you'll notice that they're, you know, they might have more flushing. But there's different kinds of rosacea. Okay. I'd say in terms of treating it, see your dermatologist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to figure out what it is. Yeah. Avoid the things that trigger it. You might need some prescriptions. Mm. And then there's certainly several treatments that you can do. Right. IPL is a great one. Yep. 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 Yeah, I was just interested to hear because I hear a lot of people complain about redness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it shows up mostly just like on the, on the cheeks, right? Right, right. and it's really, yeah, and it's a lot of it is the flushing. Yeah. So IPL is one of my favorite treatments actually for rosacea. So I always say like think of if your face is like a 400 degree oven. <laughs> IPL helps turn the degree down on your oven, mm, you know? So mm-hmm. it kind of helps take away that background redness. Yep. Yep. God, I really do love that treatment. I'm just thinking about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, she's like, I might need to do it it's again. It's so great. Yeah, I know. For sure. She's like, I, maybe I should do it in the end of summer. Yes. Yeah. Right. At the end of summer. Cause I know you can't have like an active tan. Right. And even when I do wear my sunscreen, I still get a little yeah. tan. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So the one about forties, fifties, right, what, what's right, going on there? Right. So we talked about the extrinsic aging, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're getting all that sun exposure, obviously you're also forming what I call pigment icebergs in the ocean of your skin. Oh, right? okay. I love so this So like analogy. when you are going to the tanning bed, uh-huh, for example, yeah. right? <laughs> Just as an Just example. Just rub it in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, you don't do it now. No, no, no. But anyway, what happens is that we form these little brown pigment icebergs, right? And so we don't see them because when we're younger, we're invincible. Nothing's yep. going to get no, us, right? No, I know. Or just pulled back, full cheeks. Ah. Yep. Everything's yep. great. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you start seeing these brown spots. Mm-hmm. Well, what's happening is your icebergs are coming up to the surface, right? Got it. So all these brown icebergs are kind of coming up to the surface and now you're starting to see them. Well, sun accelerates them. So every time you go out in the sun, you're making more icebergs and you're causing them to come up faster. Yeah. Right. Okay. So your sunscreen is helpful because it's creating a shield. Right. Um, but it's, some's going to get through. But some is going to get through. Yeah. So that's part of the extrinsic aging that you're going to see as you get older. Yeah. But you're also having your intrinsic aging. Yeah. Right. So your cells kind of slow down. Right. Right. You don't. When does that happen? Well. It's different for everyone. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly. As we get older, you start losing about 20% of your collagen, like your ability to make collagen. Okay. And you start losing your ability to make hyaluronic acid, right? So hyaluronic acid is a building block in the skin that helps with hydration. Okay. That's what gives you kind of your moisture, yes. so to speak. Like a little plumpness, a little right, glow. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, as people get older, like their skin gets more dry. Yes. Well, that's happened to me, unfortunately, but all of a sudden your skin gets more dry. Well, that's partly because you're losing your ability to make hyaluronic acid. 
And then you notice that you that nice thick plump skin that you had as a child. Yeah. All of a sudden, you like pinch your skin on your right. arm, and you're like, "Why is that so loose?" Yeah. Well, part of that is you're losing the collagen. Is there anything we can do about the collagen? Like you see this collagen, like collagen powders. Is that bullshit or no? Actually, no. no they've done studies on it, and actually, if you use a short chain hydrolyzed collagen, uh-huh. as long as you keep taking it, it okay. does help build your collagen. Okay, so we just have to take it. The right. rest of well, our that lives. helps, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's lots of like skincare wise. Again, your retin A can help, or retinols. Mm-hmm. Um, growth factors actually can be very helpful in building your collagen and preventing the breakdown of collagen. Okay. And then there's lots of treatments. A lot of our treatments that we do are based at building your collagen. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's a there's a lot of different avenues to take. Right. Yeah. So I think like if I. As you're getting older, you're so obviously you're younger, you're like, I want to prevent as much aging as mm-hmm. I can, so I'm going to use my sunscreen. Yep. I'm going to add in my antioxidant because I don't want the free radical damage, and I don't, you know, which also, frankly, will help with preventing, you know, your skin cancers. Yeah. And then Retin-A can also help with that. Yeah. And then as I get older, then I'm like, well, I don't want to lose my collagen, right? So then I would add in a growth factor, and I would add in some type of hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Now, I didn't even talk about moisturizers. So I think about things like cleansers, moisturizers, toners, right? Those Uh are all important. But if I really want to address kind of the skin on a more cellular level, I say I want to look at the grass. Okay. Right? So I want to look at growth factors, retinoids, antioxidants, sunscreen and specialty Mm. and specialty are things like i want to treat redness what can i do to treat my redness i want to treat brown spots what can i do to treat brown spots maybe i'm dry what Mm -hmm. do i want to do there so it's that's kind of i i call it the secrets in my skincare closet but i think those are things that can actually help your skin stay younger and this is why we need a dermatologist. This is why you have a plumber. This is why you have a financial advisor. This is why you have a fitness trainer. Because how can you possibly know it all? Right. How well, do I know what I need for my own skin? <laughs> well, you could, you know, check you could, the you internet. You could take a lot of time and yeah. you could do your own <laughs> no. research and you could try a bunch of things and do trial and error and spend a lot of money. Or you could go see a professional and they'll lay out a plan for you. Right. Well, and honestly, that's why I said earlier in the conversation, I said, I I saw this need. Yeah. I was like, we don't actually have this need, this niche. Like, and estheticians can be amazing. Yeah. You know, I've worked with some of the best of them. Yeah. Right. But you have to have someone who really cares about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or you might have, you know, a nurse who's really vested in that. Mm -hmm. But you have to have somebody who actually understands the science yeah. and can weed through all the BS, so to speak, yeah, and figure out what actually works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're on this topic, yeah, I need to know your thoughts about JLo <laughs> and her skincare. Well, I... And how much of a bold-faced lie she's telling all of us that she just rubs <laughs> olive oil on her skin. Well, she is a beautiful lady. Yes, of course. And I would love to look like JLo. Of course, so would I. <laughs> I I would think that I will not call her a liar because I don't know that, <laughs> but I would hazard a guess that she does several non-invasive procedures. Okay, I, so you, I think, would think, you think it's non-invasive? I think she has to be doing some non-invasive things. If you I had to know. guess, what do you think? I would be th- I would think that maybe she's doing some tightening procedures. Tightening procedures. I would think that. I mean, my God, look, she's got. She's the- amazing. Yeah, she, she's amazing. I mean. Her yeah. face, like she's she's in her fifties, and her face looks like a twenty two year old. Yeah, I mean she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. Now I'm sure there's genetics are part of it. Yeah, definitely. She's maybe she's got a leg up on us for yeah, sure. Right. But, but I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you doing, Jalo? And yeah. why can't you just tell us? Like, we're not going to look like you. You're still going to be the best. <laughs> right. Like, let us know. Right. Help right. a sister out. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, okay, so I think we'd have to talk about skin cancers. Oh, absolutely. We have to. I don't right. want to. I don't want to talk oh, about it. I no. want to I want to remain No, I in the dark, but like I said, I we love our medical side and we will never give it up. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I do think that it is so critical and again it treats the whole patient. Right. Um, so skin exams, like you said, you do your own. I think that to be able to monitor your skin is so important. Okay. What do we have and to do to monitor? So you kind of, well, 
I would say you have to make sure you look head to toe. Okay. And if you have a partner, have them look at the areas that you can't see. Right, like your back. Yeah, yeah. like your back, back of your ears. Like even oh. like think about the back of your arms, you can't really see them. No. Right? Yeah. So I had an atypical mole on my elbow over here that I could barely see. Right. And I had another one actually that was taken off behind my ear. I would never have seen oh that. Oh my God. See, now I'm getting nervous. Now I'm like, what can I not see? Right. So I think that if you have that, and they actually did a study a while ago that showed that significant others were the ones who ended up finding a lot of skin cancers. So I think it's important if you're comfortable to have your partner, if you have one, look at those areas that you can't see. What are they looking for? So I would say in terms of moles, right, let's just focus on moles yeah. for a second, you look for what's called the ABCDEs. Okay. Okay. So when you look at a mole, you want your moles to be symmetric. Okay. Right? Not asymmetric. That's your A. Okay. So some asymmetric means you don't want it to be different on either side. Okay. Right? Um, B is your border. You okay. You want your moles to be round or oval. You okay. don't want them having jagged or irregular borders. Okay. Okay. C is your color. Okay. You want your moles to be one color, uniform. You don't want them to be red and brown or tan and black or whatever. Okay. But you also don't want them darker than your other moles, right? Okay. So you don't want... So a lot of times we'll have somebody, people come in for skin exams. And when I'm looking, all of a sudden one kind of pops out at me. Yeah. Right? It just... It isn't exactly like all the other ones. Uh -huh, that's it might be a little bit darker. Yeah. And so I always say you also want D, different. Look for a mole that's different. Okay. Right? So is it different than your other moles or has it changed? Mm. But D is also diameter, right? So you don't want a mole that's bigger. We usually say six millimeters, which is about the size of a pencil eraser. Okay. E is evolving. Evolving is like different in terms of changing. Is it changing? Mm -hmm. Right? So if you have... I always say, if you have the ugly duckling mole, why doesn't he fit your group? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So you might have lots of moles, but if there's one that kind of just doesn't match, mm -hmm. why is he different? How do we know the difference between like moles and like a birthmark? Right. So well, birthmarks, there's lots of different kinds of birthmarks, okay. right? Um but in general, I'd say if you, let's say you were born with, I mean, a mole is going to generally be more of like a brown. Yes. Okay. Like I said, right. round or oval one. Yeah. Birthmarks could be bigger. Uh-huh. Um, you could have them, there might be more tan. I mean, again, this is why you go to the dermatologist. Uh, this is why you need to go to yeah, the dermatologist. This is why you go to the dermatologist <laughs> and you say, what do I have? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we take a look. Yeah. And we look head to toe. Yep. And we just kind of look all over. Um, well, how, how does it go on if, so like, if you see something abnormal, like what are, what are next steps? What do people like need right. to be prepared Right. So to? for example, like with the lady today, like I saw her mole, I personally like to use a tool called a dermatoscope, which allows me to see it a little bit closer. It's mm -hmm. like a little magnifier. And then we can biopsy right then and there. Oh. So it's really simple. It's not that painful. Okay. We numb it with a little said needle. said not that painful. Well, yeah. it stings. <laughs> it's literally like stings for a second. Okay. That's okay. really about it because it numbs so fast. Yeah. And then we just shave it off. We send it to the lab and then we find out in a week or two. Yeah. And that one to two weeks is scary. It's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's like the worst case scenario? Right. So... I would say the worst is if you're diagnosed with a melanoma. Okay. So in terms of skin cancers, there's three general skin cancers okay. that we find. There's basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, and then there's your melanomas. Mm -hmm. Your basal cells and your squamous cells are what we call non-melanoma skin cancers. So they're kind of off in their own group. They don't tend to spread as much. They're for more chronic sun exposure. Okay. Okay. So a basal cell, there's over a million diagnosed every year. They do not tend to metastasize or spread throughout your body, okay. but they will grow. Okay. So they're not something you want to ignore. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I always tell people, if I wanted to pick a cancer that I was going to get, I would pick a basal cell. Okay. Because it's going to be local, I can treat it, and it'll be gone. Yeah. Right? But if you don't treat it, it'll keep growing. Yeah. And I've taken some out that are the size of your fist. Wow. So if you ignore it, it will grow. Okay. But right. if you don't ignore it, you'll treat it and it kind of goes away yes. and it's over. Yes. Your squamous cells are also very common. They have a little bit higher chance of spreading, 
And so I'd say about 10% risk of spreading. So again, you don't want to ignore it. Mm-hmm. In terms of treating them, we can scrape them out. We cut them out. Um, sometimes we might send you to a specialist called a Mohs surgeon to have it treated, mm. but there's different ways that we can treat them. Yeah. Um, melanoma is kind of in its own category because it has a higher, I hate to say it on air, but it has a higher mortality rate. Yeah. You got to say it. We got to so know. It's the truth. Yeah. So, and we are diagnosing more of them, mm. but I will say the good news is we're diagnosing a lot more early, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So just last week we diagnosed two melanomas, but fortunately they were both what we call in situ, mm. which means it was in the top layer of the skin. Yeah. So melanomas come from your pigment producing cells, right? Okay. They're the cells called melanocytes that give you color to your skin or give you moles. And so they start in the top layer of the skin and then they kind of go down. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want them to go too far down into the skin. Yeah. So once they've gone too far down, that's when we worry about them actually spreading into your lymphatic system mm. and then spreading to the rest of your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the name of the game is catch it early. Right, right. So. No, that makes sense. Okay, that's good. Um, and people should get their moles checked once a year. Right. So yes. we usually say once a year. Now, let's say you were somebody who came in and had an atypical mole. Yep. We might tell you every six months. Okay. Or if you're someone who's super moly, mm-hmm. then we might tell you six months. Yeah. Or you've had a skin cancer. Right. We might tell right, you six right, months. Right, 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 right. Okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. This is good to know. Everyone go get your moles checked. Yeah. Just, PSA. It's so simple. You'll just get down into your underwear, yep. you know, so no shame. We look head to toe right. and just kind of make sure that everything looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you can just like set an appointment to do that one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that all yeah. goes through your insurance. Right, 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 And right. actually most insurances honestly consider it a preventative right, care and right. so they'll cover it. Right, right. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. I have to make an appointment. I have yeah, to do that. it's well, it's and we have a lot of men who come too because oh, their yeah. wives made them appointments. Oh yeah, right. They'll be like, "Why are you here?" My wife sent me. I'm like, "Isn't that wonderful? She cares about you." I know. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. It's something that I have like put off. I did it like a while, like a like years ago, and then I just like put it off. Yeah. Well, and guess what? So you I'm afraid. come in. We look. You look good. We give you a thumbs I up. I know, but then if you, you don't feel look great. Good. You well, but at her. least you've caught it. I know, early. at least you know. I know, I know. It's like yeah. it's just one of those things. It's like it's forever on the to do list. Like yeah. you just got to do it, right? But I'm gonna inspire everyone. I'm gonna do it. Everyone, everyone needs to do it. It's important. It's like your teeth cleaning. No one wants to do it. You got to do it, right? You just got to. It's you well. It's like it. for women. Like we have to go see our, you know, GYN. Yes, right. You just got to do, do it. it. It's and actually self care. You're taking care of yourself by doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And then when you go and you're done, you're like, oh, I feel better. I know. You feel so much I did better. It. You feel so much better. Well, I think it's, you know, we've talked about you've helped so many people feel really confident in their skin, which I think is, is hugely important for confidence overall. But I'm interested, are there any other things that you do, any other practices that you do that help you feel confident? Pra- you mean at work? Or at work and in your personal life, whatever it is. That make me feel confident? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a mother of two. Yep. And they are the most important thing in my life. Yeah. And they're 15 and 17, mm-hmm. and they're girls. Oh, yeah. And I would say that I have tried to inspire them to yeah. be strong, confident women. Yeah. And yeah. I think that they are... Like I said, the most important thing to me. Yeah, I love yeah. I love what I do. Yeah. Like I said, I love the fact that every day I'm thankful that mm-hmm. I am able to help touch people yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. No, that's great. So besides you I'm sure you get your annual mole check. Yeah. What other ways do you take care of yourself? What are some favorite forms of self care that you oh, that you for practice? Me? Yeah. Um, for you. Well, I love to ask I liked, people this question because oh, it's sure. so like individual and it's like, yeah. how do you show up in the best way for yourself? Right. Well, I like to exercise. Mm-hmm. So I like to run. Oh, yeah. Um, so outside runner. Insi- I'm an inside runner. Yeah, I'm an inside runner, yeah. too. Yeah. I used to be an outside runner and then I started getting migraines. And so now I just run inside. Yeah. So but I but actually it's fine. I like running on my treadmill. So I watch I. my shows. No, it's I great. I have no shame. I yeah. talk about the time I I have tried running outside. Like I ran a half marathon. I did that whole thing. And I just don't enjoy it because I just like to zone out when I run. Yeah. And I can't do that if I'm watching for traffic and I'm weaving around 
whatever. Like I just like to put some music on and just get into a rhythm. I know my pace. Right. I know the time. Like it's just way right. more convenient for right. me. Right. Way more enjoyable for me. Yeah. So that exactly. Yep. So I like to do that. I like to spend time with, you know, my family. Yeah. And yeah. No, those are great things. Yeah. I mean garden. What? Oh, yeah, I do garden. Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> form of self-care. Are you growing flowers or are you growing vegetables? Vegetables. What, what are you growing? So I have tomatoes and zucchinis. I used to make tomatoes. a much, much bigger garden, and this year I was like, we are not going crazy. Yeah. I'm not doing kale it's and broccoli. It's a lot broccoli. of work. And no, right. And so, and I have chickens. Oh, do you? I do. <laughs> Where do you live? I live in Indian Hill. Okay, okay. So I have, I have chickens. I have nine chickens. <laughs> That's great. I really want chickens. I want city chickens. There's a, coo- a oh chicken coop gosh. up here on Milton, like with the street right behind yeah. me, and they have city chickens. Yeah. I'm like, how do I get city chickens? Right. So they're, well, they're so funny. So, you know, they grow like you get them as little chicks. Yeah. And then you watch them grow. Right. And they, they go through this ugly phase. Uh huh. And then they turn into chickens and, and they, they lay give eggs. You eggs. Oh, and the eggs are awesome. I know. That's why I want yeah. them. I eat so many eggs, and I'm yeah. like, this is silly. Why don't oh, I just Oh, I haven't bought eggs in so long. I have nowhere so. to put these city chickens right now, but maybe <laughs> they, someday. They probably, so they have like an actual place that you could have chickens? No, the, someone has them in their backyard. Oh, wow. They have their well, own Well, you better little? make sure you don't have a rooster. No, I definitely don't Because want we accidentally got a rooster. He was the surprise chick. And I'm really upset we accepted the surprise. <laughs> and does it? Oh, yeah, Crow. he does. What's it called? Like, yeah, the rooster crows, right? Oh, in, yeah. In the morning, early uh-huh. morning? Oh, whenever he feels like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, so I can't have that. Yeah. But I would, I would really like some chickens. But yeah, maybe in my future. So I guess that's true. That is really good self care. Yeah, there's something honestly about like when I go out there and I either like clean their coop or just give yeah. them their water or whatever. It's, it just is. It somehow grounds you. I totally agree. Like, yeah. the, I fantasize about a morning routine which involves me going every morning and picking up the eggs. Like it seems like such like a nice, it's, simple. It, relaxing task you're accomplishing something you're mm-hmm. getting something like I just like I really want to do it yeah and it's so silly but it actually <laughs> no, does not. like really help ground me yeah and it's like I, I don't know you just it's like organic you know it's real I don't I'm no I'm all for it I think that's great I'm yeah. jealous of your your little chicken little chicken coop yeah no that's great well we we've, we've kind of been talking this whole time right just self self-care in the form of taking care of your skin, whether it be aesthetic, whether it be medical, all those things. And I think largely contributes to someone's overall mental wellness, you know, fitness, everything. So I have to ask the question. I ask all of the guests on the podcast, what does being fit mean to you? So I think to me, being fit honestly is being thankful every day for what I have. I love that so much. And Gratitude. it is, it is, yeah. it is being thankful and appreciative of everything that I have in my life. Totally. And I think that that, if I'm happy in my heart and happy in my mind, then I'm, I feel like I'm happy in general. Yeah, you're fit. So that to me is really being fit. I love that answer. That's so great. Thank you so much for coming on. I've learned so much. You've inspired me. I'm going to go get my awesome. moles checked. I'm awesome. going to do it. I'm probably going to also get another, I call it BBL. What do you call it? Yeah, BBL. Okay. I'm going to yeah. get definitely get another one of those. <laughs> no, that's great. Where can people follow Monodermatology, get in touch? They're going to go make their skincare appointment, their small check appointment. How do they, how, how can they do that? So we have, well, our website mm-hmm. is monodermatology.com. Perfect. Um, and I should say that we, we were Cincinnati Dermatology Center. Oh, okay. And we rebranded about three years ago Got to it. Mona Dermatology, not because it's me, mm-hmm. but because we really want it to be a personal experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's almost like you're seeing your friend. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that. that to make that personal connection is important. So Mona Dermatology or um, that's, we could follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. What is that on Instagram? Mona, Der- Mona Dermatology? Mona Dermatology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, 
We are always posting stuff on there. Yep. Um, and then our office number, people can always call. You oh, can yeah? actually get online and make appointments like online. Oh, that's which great. Which is really great. That's really great. And we did that because I myself was like, I would never call. Yeah. Like I want to just make it online. I, I think that's so smart. That's yeah. so smart. So, Where are you located? We are in Kenwood, right by the Kenwood Town yep. Center. Perfect. And I should say too, that we actually are going through a huge... Um, expansion. Mm. And so we're going to hopefully be opening, you know, around October, but we're going to have like a grand opening because we're re redoing like our whole first floor and Ooh. our building. So it's actually a very, very exciting time for us. Yeah. No, that is exciting. Well, yeah. I so appreciate you taking the time and coming and talking and educating. I learned a lot. It was so great. Oh, this has been so fun. It's like yes. just talking with your friends. Yes, that's what I want it to be yeah. like. Just sitting on the couch, hanging out, shoes off. We need we should have got some we should have had some champagne. I should have oh. opened that bottle that you brought <laughs> me as a little gift. Well, that's next for you. Time. Next, next time. time. Next time. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much for having me. Of course.